0: Being great is not about showing up when things are easy. Being great is about showing up when things are complicated. And the New Orleans Saints have an opportunity on Thursday night to do exactly that. We got all that and a little bit of yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Locked on Saints, all you everydayers out there, your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going on one-on-one with me, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, breaking news, early access, and much more, you can become a Locked On Saints insider by heading to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. NOLA on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL show, and here with you every single Monday through Friday and then some on Locked On Saints. And on today's episode of Locked On Saints, we're going to be taking a look at a couple of different things. We're going to take a look at what it looks like for the New Orleans Saints with some stars uncertain on the defensive side for Thursday Night Football. How could that impact the game? We're going to update what the expectation should be over on the offensive line with two very specific and, and sort of sussed out at this point uh, possibilities. And to kick everything off, I want to mention this, and I'm going to say something that's going to sound a little weird, but bear with me on all of this. It's time to either be or not be if you're the New Orleans Saints offense. And don't worry, this is not my theater background and former theater career creeping up, and I'm not about to start reciting Shakespeare or anything like that. But, um, I, I, I sh- so my boss, right here at the Lockdown Podcast Network, David Locke, said something today in a meeting that I was in that, struck me big time. And it struck me from a personal standpoint, but it also struck me from an analyst standpoint about being a better broadcaster and understanding kind of where teams are and things like that. So what I'm about to say is going to sound a little weird, but hang with me on this. Tomorrow night, the New Orleans Saints, when they go up against the Jacksonville Jaguars, have the opportunity to be great. And now I know what you're thinking. Ross, how could you possibly look at this New Orleans Saints offense right now and say that they have the ability to be great? That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying they have the ability to be great. I'm saying they have the chance to be great. And with that chance comes their opportunity to prove their ability to be great. But what do I mean by this? Well, there's a concept that that David that David gave me and and I struggled at first when I when I called David my boss because David's somebody that I hold near and dear to my heart. He's a friend. He has changed my life. So he's so much more than my boss. So when he says things, I listen, okay? And one of the things that he kind of introduced me to, and, and, and all of us in this meeting to, was this idea of the cold, dark night on the side of Everest. Basically about managing, and it, it's, it's a it's a clinical thing about, you know, kind of helping people understand managing stress and sort of the dichotomy of managing stress, right? And this idea that in order for you to be great, in order for you to get better, right, in order for you to progress, it's not just about the bright, sunshiny days. Sometimes. You're going to have to prove it when there's that dark, cold night on the side of Everest. This Thursday night game for me, for the New Orleans Saints, particularly on the offensive side of the football, is the coldest, darkest night on the side of Everest, which is this season that the New Orleans Saints have encountered so far. So they have two possibilities. They can either fall off or show up, right? And that this is the New Orleans Saints opportunity to prove that they can be who they keep saying they want to be and who we all thought that they would be at the beginning of this season on the offensive side of the football, and that is great. Can they do it is an entirely different thing that we've been breaking down all week. We've laid out the groundwork in terms of what they need to do to to prove that, what they need to do to keep climbing through their cold, dark night here on the side of Mount Everest. Can they do it is up to them, okay? But we've laid out the groundwork, we know what it is that we're looking for, we know where it is that they need to improve, we know that the opportunity is here. This is the New Orleans Saints chance to prove that they can be it, them, however it is that you want to look at it. This is that chance, if they, fall off, if they can't climb anymore, if they can't prove it, then there's going to be a lot of really tough conversations to the rest of this season. And I imagine going into the off season as well. The New Orleans Saints absolutely have their chance to prove that they can be who they keep saying that they can or that they should be, that they expect themselves to be, whatever. Like The high standard that they hold themselves to, this is their chance. So this is why I'm looking at it this way for the New Orleans Saints. I'm through talking about whether or not this team can, whether or not this team has the ability to all of that ahead of this game. We can talk about it again next week, right? The mini buy, all that other stuff, Philosopher Ross in the house, (laughs) but we don't need to talk about that anymore, right? we've, We've done that. It's game time now. So it's all up to the New Orleans Saints at this point to show that they can be great. And I'm going to go into this a little bit more in our crossover episode tomorrow. Tony Wiggins and I kind of talked about this, host of Jack- uh, Locked on Jaguars. Uh, you know, we, we kind of bounced this around a little bit too. But if you're Derek Carr, if you're Dennis Allen, if you're Pete Carmichael, if you're Chris Olave, if you're Michael Thomas, if you're any player, coach, personnel member that has had a question asked about them tomorrow night against the Jacksonville Jaguars or tonight depending upon when you're listening to this is absolutely the only chance that they have left to answer those questions for a lot of people a lot of people are going to write the Saints off if they lose this game to Jacksonville even though many people are picking the New Orleans Saints to lose this game to Jacksonville I'm not about to have the, the voodoo go that way I'm about to put positive positivity into the air I'm about to call upon the universe to to give them a little bit of help out here. But for the New Orleans Saints, this is a really, really important game. And this is a big time prove it opportunity for the offense. That's a seriously good pass rush in terms of on paper. They've had moments where they've shown up, disappeared, shown up, disappeared. Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line. We know that. This is a susceptible defense against the pass. This is one of the NFL's best defenses against the run. You succeed against this defense. You prove something and you prove something that's really, really real, and that a lot of people have been waiting for you to prove. Now, you're going to have to show up and do it more. You got the Indianapolis Colts. You got the Chicago Bears. You got the Minnesota Vikings. You have a winnable schedule moving forward into your bye week here, so you're going to have to continue to prove it, but this is going to be the best chance that the New Orleans Saints have to show that they can be who they keep telling us that they want to be. All right, coming up next, we're taking a look at New Orleans Saints offensive line, as well as what the Saints will do on defense if they're down two very, very important pieces. Got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up this live episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team, every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our friends over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy football advice each and every week, all season, Long. So whether you're getting ready for your daily draft or maybe you're scouring that free agency pool in your league, we're going to be giving you the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster. So let's take a look at who Vinny Iyer has selected as this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. And we're starting off with Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Christian Watson. He's been back and fully healthy for the Packers. And now that second year wide receiver gets to be an impact player for second year quarterback or first year starting quarterback, rather, uh, Jordan Love. He's got big play ability. He's a red zone threat. He was outstanding before the bye week on seven targets up against the Las Vegas Raiders, in which he came up with three catches for 91 yards. So you see the big play availability there. And this week he draws... A very nice matchup against the Denver Broncos, who are a secondary that has been struggling big time. So you get the opportunity to take Watson's combination of size and speed, put it up against a favorable matchup. And hey, he might even be able to come back to him next week when he's going up against those Minnesota Vikings as well. Vinny Iyer of Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win win your fantasy football championship. Uh, And we know that each championship team is all about each player being the perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts and accessories for your ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Whether it is that you're looking for brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, roof rack, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit the first time every time or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber. Not cash. Get your ride or die all set up and keep your ride or die alive by heading over to ebaymotors.com today. eBay guarantee fit available only to US customers. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. And today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online has been a big part of my life for the past few years. I am a big proponent of therapy. You've heard me talk about it a ton here on the show, and I'm very happy to be able to help you maybe find a little resource that's going to help you out, especially. In moments where you feel like your brain is getting in your way negative self-talk uh, maybe it's a little bit of like intrusive thoughts or maybe you just know the right thing to do but can't bring yourself to do it in any of those cases a therapist can help and that's exactly what you're gonna get here with better help because they've got licensed therapists ready to work with you that you can change at any time as well if it's not a good fit at no additional cost it does not get any easier and any better than this built to fit your schedule as well so go and check them out today make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp hel pcom slash locked on. Let's get it, that Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at the New Orleans Saints injury report and how they're going to be able to manage on the offensive line is where I want to kick everything off. Appreciate all you everydayers being out here for our live episode. Whether you're catching the show live or you're catching it later, I thank you very much make making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day. Every day, big shout out to Robert, D, Harry, uh, Slim, Sarah, Toby, Jerry. I see you, Richard. I see you, Brother B, Tannis. I thank y'all very much for being here for another live episode. And Jack as well for coming through. So look, um, I I want to give you two possibilities for the New Orleans Saints offensive line based upon what's going on here. The Saints ruled five players out, three of which offensive linemen, including two starters you can call them now james Hurst, who is uh, was kind of promoted to the left tackle starter ryan ramchick who's been the right tackle starter and then landon young who's effectively been ryan ramchick's backup so all three of those players are ruled out which means there's going to be some big changes in the offensive line tight end Juwan johnson safety jt gray also ruled out we'll get to questionable status here in just a moment but i want to focus in on this first because the offensive line is going to be the biggest thing right we just talked about all this stuff about how the new orleans saints need to show up prove that they're great all these other things, right? And how greatness happens at, at at the time that is darkest, and you have to be able to prove your greatness in these moments. Well, here's another example: your offensive line is simply busted up, and you don't have a, a a roster construction that is adequate for handling this kind of thing. This has been the issue for the New Orleans Saints offensive line for years now, and they always try to do this. Oh, we're geniuses! Here's a guard that can also play tackle. Here's a tackle that can always play that can also play center, and here's a center that can also play I don't know fullback or whatever. And this has gotten the New Orleans Saints in trouble over and over and over again. And hopefully, eventually, we're going to see the New Orleans Saints kind of change from this thing and find guys that can play tackle, guys that can play guard, guys that can play center, and have yourself some backups. But for right now, this is who the New Orleans Saints are and who the New Orleans Saints will be. So without James Hurst, you're starting left tackle. Without Ryan Ramczyk, you're starting right tackle. And without Landon Young, your backup right tackle, you got some issues on the offensive line. And you just finished benching you're starting left tackle and Trevor Penning. So you're probably not going to go back to him this week. But that is the big question. Will the New Orleans Saints go back to Trevor Penning? Will they not? I would say like 75%, they're probably not going to go back to Trevor Penning at left tackle right now. 25%, they might. Uh, and so I'm going to give you two possibilities on what the New Orleans Saints offensive line could look like going into Thursday night, and we'll see which one they end up going with. And it's the only difference between the two is whether or not Trevor Penning is playing. So let's get into that. So at left tackle, if it is Trevor Penning, then I would expect Andrew Speed to be back at left guard. Nothing's going to change with Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz at, at center and uh, right guard. And then I imagine Cam Irving would be the guy that they end up bringing up and having him start as your right tackle. He's got experience doing that. He's a former first round pick. He's a very talented player, super nice player as well, by the way. Uh, so I would imagine that that's the guy that ends up going to right tackle. Now they could, if they go back to, or they could have if James Hurst was healthy, maybe put James Hurst at right tackle, going back to Trevor Penning at left tackle, but that's now not an option. So I would say that Cam Irving's probably your starter at right tackle going into this game with both Ryan Ramchick and Landon Young out. That seems to be the, the most logical thing. The next piece would be, what if they don't go back to Trevor Penning? What if they want Trevor Penning to kind of sit back for another week or, or for a little while longer? Well, then the only other left tackle or the only other tackle you really have that you can lean on is going to be Andrus Peet who has been playing left guard in your system for years and years and years now since 2015 and so going to him at left tackle would be a little bit of a a a surprise but certainly something that you can do they drafted him out of stanford as a tackle then they moved him inside to guard so then you would have Andrews pete starting at left tackle max garcia back at left guard again nothing changes and then everything else the same right eric mccoy cesar reese and then cam irving so that's my expectation because again i don't expect the saints to double back on trevor penning so quickly. I would imagine that Andrews Pete's going to be your starter at left tackle and then Cam Irving's out at right tackle. We'll see if that's the way the New Orleans Saints actually go. I could be very wrong here, but I'm going out on a limb and I'm saying that that's probably what makes the most sense just based upon the Saints roster construction. So we'll get a look and see if that's the way that the Saints go. The other thing to keep a, a look at is um, do they even have a decent choice besides Penning? The only other one is, is, is Andrews Pete. You can decide whether or not that is, that is decent or not, but I will tell you this. Offensive line is now the Saints' biggest need so far this offseason, right? I think you're probably looking for a young quarterback so that you're, you're ready for post Eric Carr days. You're probably looking to rebuild your offensive line because this offensive line right now with dealing with the injuries and stuff like that, you're not going to be able to consistently go in year after year after year with the same offensive line. No matter what Andrews Pete's gone after this year, as you imagine, they accelerated the end of his contract to this season. So with that being the case, he's very likely a free agent off somewhere. So you're at least looking for a new interior offensive lineman, and you might be looking for somebody to compete with Trevor Penning at left tackle at this point as well. So I would be watching out for offensive linemen as you're watching college football for the rest of, for the remainder of this offseason, or for the remainder of this college football season. Okay, now right now you've got two players listed as questionable that are big deals on your defensive on your defensive side of the football. There are a couple of other questionables. You've got. Derek Carr listed as questionable. He's playing. You've got Jamal Williams listed as questionable. We'll see there his practice window just reopened and coming back from injured reserve. We'll see if he's out there or if they end up activating him in time for tomorrow's game. So now what you're looking for is the other two questionable players. Tyra Matthew, the, starting, the Saints starting safety, and then Demario Davis, the Saints starting linebacker and the heart and soul and quarterback of their defense. These are the two things that you're looking at now that you're trying to juggle. So I think that you're looking at, if Tyron Matthew can't go, then it would be Jordan Howden that steps back into that role. I expect that Tyron Matthew will probably play. He's actually been participating in practice. So I think you're going to see Tyron Matthew out there. But just in case he's not, it does look like you might get Lonnie Johnson Jr., who's also listed as questionable. Looks like you might get him back. You've already got Jordan Howden back. I could see that being the case. Jordan Howden has already filled in for Tyron Matthew during the offseason. When they were doing you know training camp and stuff where Marcus May was out, Jordan Howden was in his role when Tyron Matthew was out for a vet day, then Jordan Howden was in his role. You get the idea. So that's what I would expect there. The Saints have had to play so much without particularly last season, without you know, different pieces of their of their defense that I'm sure that they could make things work without Tyron Matthew, but certainly as the guy that is the ball hawk that creates the turnovers that's in the big plays, all of that stuff you'd love to have him out on the field, would certainly be missing something uh, in that case. The other one that you're missing a massive amount with, and, and remember Tyron Matthew also is the guy that gets everybody set, by the way, too. So he, he kind of helps with the communication in the secondary, and gets everybody set. So that would be a big role responsibility that would also have to transfer over to someone. The next thing that you're looking at is Demario Davis. Demario Davis has not participated in practice. I'll tell you that we saw him at practice. He was out there, they're practicing outside today. He was out there at practice. Uh, He was just kind of moseying around for the portion that was open to media. We don't know if he, you know, what his involvement really was, but I'm going to say that there's a chance that Demario Davis at least pushes, or no, there's a hundred percent chance that Demario Davis pushes to be out there this weekend. Demario Davis has never missed a game due to injury. He has missed a game. He missed that COVID game against the Miami Dolphins, that awful game and all that stuff from back in 2021. Uh, but I expect that DeMario Davis will do everything that he can to be out on the field. If DeMario Davis can't go, then I would expect Jalen Smith to be elevated and potentially play in his role. But more than likely, well, you would probably see Pete Werner move over and then you would see um, uh, DeMarco Jackson come in to play a little bit of Will, play a little bit of Mike, all of those things. And then Zach Bond continuing to do what he does as a strong side linebacker. But, you know, he's been helping out at Will as well. So I would expect that you're probably going to see DeMarco Jackson, Pete Werner, and uh Zach Bond in some configuration if DeMario Davis can't go, but you'll still see Jalen Smith elevated so that they have the backup linebacker that can be a part of, of of the repertoire, who would be the backup along with a guy like you know Nephi Sewell and, and, and these other guys. Um, so that's my expectation for the New Orleans Saints if they can't have DeMario Davis out there. But losing DeMario Davis is massive for your team. He's the quarterback, he's the the green dot, he's the communications guy, all that. Pete Werner has stepped into that role before, but you definitely want to have DeMario Davis out there. And I have no doubt that DeMario, even though he didn't participate in practice, he's one of those guys that you could plug in with no practice and go out there and still play on the defensive side and still be effective. The Saints defense is not going to change anything because of their opponent. They're going to continue to do what it is that they do well. So it would be, I don't want to say simple, But when you've got a guy as experienced as DeMario Davis, as smart as DeMario Davis, as familiar with the system as DeMario Davis, and in a system that's not going to change based on its opponent, it is an easier thing to do to say, okay, get your rest for these three days. We'll see you out on the field on Thursday. So I think he will be there. I I think he will do his best to be there, and I would not be surprised to see him there one bit. Uh, But I expect either way, Jalen Smith will likely be elevated to the active roster for this game, along with another player just to make sure that they have the numbers that that they need for certain. All right, coming up tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at, um, we've got our Crossover Thursday episode in the morning. That's going to be myself and Tony Wiggins. It's a banger. It's a banger. We had a lot of fun uh, and we both have a lot of respect for, for each team and for each other. Tony's a good friend, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to go into my philosophy a little bit more. Thank you for bearing with me as I stood on my soapbox, stood at my, my podium today. I really appreciate it. Um, and then tomorrow after the game, you're gonna have uh, a live postcast from the 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 field of the Superdome, letting you know what's going on, win or lose. Okay, we'll I have you covered uh, for all of that, and we'll be right back at it Friday morning. I appreciate you so much for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Make sure you come back for Crossover Thursday, as well as our postcast live after the game, after post game availability, and all that stuff. You're also gonna be able to catch me pre and post game on WL- WWL TV channel four as well. If you're looking for that, appreciate y'all as always for being here for another live episode, catching the show live, catching the show later, and of course, for making Locked on Saints a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi, and if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.